Hello there. I'm Jackie Pang, your host, and this is A Quiet Divorce, a modern tell-all about my personal divorce journey and how I rebuilt and got my life back. This podcast is for all women that has ever been in a relationship, marriage, or went through a divorce. I find the best way to learn is through another person's experience to better understand your own. Get inspired, find your strength, and learn how to use your voice to have a better relationship with your partner or simply yourself. So grab a seat and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of A Quiet Divorce. So this week, we are going to talk about confrontations. Now, let me just say, I have never been one to really shy away from a confrontation. I guess I've always been that person that felt like they could hold their own at all times, or at least that's how I saw myself. You know, I have always been, like I said, the person that would speak up if I felt something was not right. Or if I was, let's say, at a restaurant, for example, and the server got my order wrong, I was always known as the one in the group of friends that would always be the voice of justice. So, of course, the stigma of silence, the right of silence in Asian culture that I have spoken about before, was never something that was highly impressed upon me. I always went the other direction. And with my ex-mother-in-law and the entire family, I was the most outspoken one, the one that challenged things the most, questioned things the most. And I guess that just didn't work for them. But what I wasn't prepared for when we're talking about confrontations in relationships is exactly how many there would be that I would be facing now that I had chosen to love the one person, to be with the one person that I'm simply not allowed to be with. Now, we left off last week with my confession about my feelings about Jeff. And now that we both know how the other person feels, it was also time to kind of figure out what it means and how did we want to handle this moving forward with the family, friends, and everyone else in mind, of course. We did decide to take things slow and really get to know each other with these new feelings in mind to see if there is really something there. We were, I mean, were we just lonely? Did we need a shoulder to cry on or were we just maybe confused with so much loss that we were choosing the wrong path simply to not feel like we were just floating, if that makes any sense. I personally wanted to make sure it wasn't because I'm divorced now and I was just jumping into another relationship too quickly and not thinking it through or the fact that he lost his wife and looking for any way to band-aid the pain. We wanted to make sure that we thought about all the possible factors because we knew 
that these are the very thoughts and ideas that his family and friends would say or think to support their disapproval of us. And I mean, his parents didn't even really want us to be friends, let alone more than friends. So it has now been a week since my confession, and we decided that we should maybe go on an actual real date, get to know each other in this new space in a different way, to see and understand how our relationship is at this stage. I mean, throughout all of it, we were very conscious of what we were doing, and we did try to tread extremely carefully. So we decided to do the classic dinner out and movie in on this particular Friday night. I got ready for what would be my first date in a very long time, and I felt honestly nervous, butterflies all over the place. But then I also felt excited to be taking such a leap after my divorce. You know, when we get divorced ladies or break up, we never know when the next person, that new person's gonna come along. Who are they gonna be? Where am I gonna meet them? How are we gonna meet? Is it gonna be my new next person? Is it gonna be the love of my life? You just never know when that next time is. So of course I was just thinking, this is my next time. And to take such a leap after my divorce, I felt very lucky that it was with someone I trusted so much. So he picked me up on time, as he is a very punctual person, and we went to the sushi restaurant downtown and had such, like, the best time. Great food, so many laughs, and yet, funnily enough, it wasn't awkward at all. It just felt like I was on a date with one of my closest friends that I happen to really like. Isn't it crazy though, ladies, how you can be friends with someone for the longest time. You see them pretty often and never think of them in any other way. And then suddenly, one day, things shift, things change, and then there's just no going back. Of course, what's even crazier is when you get married, we all think, I thought, this is it. This is the guy that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And I'm going to be happy because that's what you do, right? You get married and your happily ever after begins. That's the ultimate goal, right? Then time passes, life begins changes occur and then one day again you find yourself so far off from the two people that couldn't live without each other to now divorced and both in new relationships that's right my ex was in a relationship as well but that I will probably discuss in the next episode how I found out about that that's definitely the one thing I learned from my marriage and my divorce is life goes on. Everything keeps going. So you can be a part of the flow, a part of the change, or get left behind. 
still be a part of your change. Your change. Your new life, ladies. And no matter how hard it gets, no matter how hopeless you may get at times, just know it will go on. You will laugh again. You will be happy again. And you will find someone else again. And you owe it to yourself to live that best life. The best life that you can, right? But let's get back to the confrontations and one of my most dreaded ones ever since my divorce. I was always so worried about his family finding out that we were seeing each other secretly, even though we were very, very careful because we just weren't ready to tell anyone yet. We really wanted to make sure that how we felt and what we felt for each other was real. And if and when we do decide it's time to tell them, friends and family, then we will know for sure that it's what we want. And no matter what happens, we will stand by that decision. So it has now been a couple of months of dating and really getting to know each other better. And it's been amazing. I might even say magical. I think it felt that way because it was not only unexpected, him and I, and I never would have guessed in a million years that I would be divorced and certainly not dating my ex's cousin. I mean, it's not the best thing to do. I agree. I don't encourage it to anyone to go that route. But we both knew it was questionable and not many people from the family or group of friends would agree with any of it. But at the same time, we can't help or change how we feel, right? That's the thing. No one can tell you who is the perfect person to love, not even you. Sometimes things happen. And if you're somewhat faded, if you will, dare I say that, that you're meant to be together or you're cross paths and they're the last person you ever thought of, that doesn't mean in any way that isn't the person that is meant for you. So keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. I will also say this. It was challenging with so many influences around, people around us, especially his parents. They were always so suspicious of our friendship. They wanted so much for me to simply go away. They wished nothing more than for Jackie to just go away so they didn't have to think about what the family did and how they treated me. As long as I was out of the picture, they didn't have to think about it anymore. They could simply pretend that it never happened, even though it did. So, we decided, with so many influences around us, it was hard to think clearly, it was hard to see clearly. So we decided to have a destination date as our second date and travel to another city one weekend and just have it truly be the two of us, nobody else. And that destination was San Diego. We went for a few days and had some time just without all the distractions. It was so much fun. Together, I loved every minute of it. And we knew 
after that trip, that being together is what we both wanted. And we're ready to take on all of the challenges that come with that decision. Could I have just decided that dating my ex's cousin would be wrong for the family and just back away from it? I could have, but I couldn't come up with one reason why I should. I would be doing it for them and not for me. And why would I want to do anything, especially such a big gesture, for a family that simply threw me away? I had to come first. We had to come first. And so our decision was made, and we were ready to let them know. A couple of more weeks passed, and we were deciding on who to tell first and how we would do it. Jeff decided it would be easier to tell his sister, as she would be the most understanding, we thought, out of everyone. Again, as we thought, we thought she would be understanding. She wasn't. It happened on a drive back from LA one weekend in early January of 2019. He simply told her that he was seeing someone. Excitedly, he was seeing someone. And it's Jackie, he said. Oh my God, she was very surprised and taken aback. And also very apprehensive as to how this will work with the family, she said. I don't think this is gonna work. Have you told anyone else? You see, it's always about the family. So she seemed indifferent at first, and now she is pretty much present day, 100% against us being together. Of course, she has a right to her opinion, as we all do. But it has definitely changed the brother and sister dynamic. For good, at least for now. The next big confrontation was with his parents, as they have been suspecting that he's been seeing me against their wishes, even as friends. But he decided to take matters into his own hands and just confess how he feels about me. His parents were always at his house taking care of their kids, his kids. And he thought it would be the best time on this particular Friday evening to tell them. And their conversation went something like this. Hey guys, so I've been meaning to tell you both something. It's very hard for me to say, but I wanted you both to hear it from me. I know what you say about Jackie, and we all know everything that's happened, but I have feelings for her, very strong feelings, and I wanted you guys to know. His dad was like, what? How? I told you to stay away from her. She is your cousin's ex-wife. This is simply unacceptable. It cannot happen. You cannot be with this woman. You simply can't. Jeff proceeded to say, you know, you all turned your backs on her, but I couldn't do that and I'm not going to leave her. I want to be with her and I'm sorry. I love her. You guys don't know her. You refuse to talk to her. You just chose to ignore all the wrongdoing. If you can live with that, then I can live with this, he said. The 
conversation definitely escalated and there were a lot of tears and a lot of hurt feelings. His parents were so hurt that he chose to help me despite the family's wishes. You see, ladies, Jeff was the most agreeable person in the family at one point. He never questioned or crossed anyone. He simply did what he was told until I came along. And as they were having this talk, I was at home, just pacing and pacing, not knowing what they were saying, what he was saying. It was torture. But then, this was just one of many, many arguments that they had about me and about us. This was only, only the beginning. Argument was over after an hour or so, and he came over after it was done. He told me everything that happened and all that was said. He said his mom was extremely upset and his dad was so disappointed. And he just kept telling him that this simply can't happen, the two of us. I didn't know how to feel about all of this, and as much as I knew it would be hard, we both also knew it would only get harder. But that's the moment, ladies, the moment that we all have at some point in our life, the ultimate fight or battle. Whether it's for love, your health, money, we all have our own battles to win and fight. The only question you have to ask yourself is, how bad do you want to win? And is this really what you want? Ultimately, at the end of the day, is it worth the fight? And if it is, and believe me, Jeff is definitely worth the fight, then I will do everything I can until I can't. That's the only way to live and love ladies with everything you got. I always wondered why my ex didn't fight harder for me back then. Now I know. Now I know. As hard as it is to hear, and as hard as it is to accept, I have now accepted that I simply wasn't worth the fight. Now, that was the first round of confrontations. And for round two, that will be my turn next. We will continue with confrontations round two next Friday. Until next week, bye for now.